Welcome to Trust the Journey. I am Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Maletsky. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. Yeah, across the internet, family, it's trustthejourney.today. That's our handle, our website, all the ways you can reach us. If you want a cost-free way of supporting the podcast, you can subscribe, follow on YouTube, on Spotify, on Instagram, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. You can also share the show with someone directly if something resonated or if you feel like it would be in service to them. You can leave a comment. You can drop us a DM, all of those things. And we also are really intentionally leaning into the humble ask of financial donations as well. We are growing. We have more expenses behind the scenes to produce the show. We've been growing the brand and community. And so if you have gotten value and you feel inspired to support us financially, we would welcome that and be deeply grateful for that support. How you can do that is go to the website, trustthejourney.today and donate on Patreon. The button is right there. Any amount helps us. Even the smallest amount monthly helps us. And if you want, with that donation, you will be a part of the Trust the Journey family. It's a private Facebook group where we support each other with integration and just community and support and kindness and love and comedy as well, let's be honest. Um, So yeah, we welcome you to join us and we really and truly appreciate your support in all the forms you give it to us. Yeah, so much gratitude to all the supporters of the show. We couldn't do it without you. And like Melanie said, we're growing. So we need more supporters. We need a bigger audience. So please share the show and any way you'd like to support, we're happy to receive. We'd also like to thank our editor, Kimberly Joy Voice. She's been absolutely huge behind the scenes in bringing the podcast to the next level of its growth. So thank you so much, Kimberly. If you want her to help you with your show, you can get her at KimberlyJoyVoice.com. Along with that, we're also looking for trusted partners with which to align the Trust the Journey brand. We've been in skydiving and in growth our entire lives. And if you feel like you're a good match for our show, we'd like to talk. So please reach out to us. You can get Mel at MelanieCurtis.com or myself at JasonMoledsky.com. And we'd love to talk to you more. Absolutely. Yeah. And Jay and I individually, we also do things. So yeah, reach out to us. I'm a keynote speaker. He does events with Desert Soul Collective. There's a lot that we do beyond the podcast as well. So definitely reach out if you're called to connect with us more. Uh, On that note, let's dive into today. And I think this title is always really funny to me. But today we're doing a therapy sesh. (laughs) We all need it, team. So let's do this. So I, I, this is my favorite type of therapy because it's with a friend, right? Yeah. It's the casual, like I'm not structured and it's isn't like, you know, I'm paying somebody to listen to me kind of thing. The best kind of therapy sessions are the ones we do with ourselves, or the ones where we engage a trusted friend, a trusted somebody who we know we can be open, honest, vulnerable, authentic, and really just be who we are. That practice leaning into that on a regular basis 
I'm going to speak for myself because that's the only person I can ever speak for. It has brought my life so much more depth, so much more connection, so much more just ease, ease of being as knowing that, hey, everybody else is going through the same challenges and the same highs and the same lows. And I just love the more I do it, the easier it gets. And the more people want to do it with me and just love it. Absolutely. What's so what's so fascinating is I literally right before this episode, just before I got home, I was walking home from my co-working space and I have been recently committing to three hour blocks of time at a time where I am writing my next book. Why I bring this up is that that this particular piece of work is about me telling my deeper stories. And what I did on the way home was I'm, you know, I'm doing my Instagram reels, I'm throwing up a a minute of insight or value that I hope to give to my individual audience as well. And I talked about how telling our stories is healing, and how it depends on where we are in our particular journey what space will be the right quote unquote receptacle for that sharing. And so maybe it is a therapist professional that you are paying that you know has the skills to receive you and support you might be a friend, it might be something like a group support system of some kind, it could be lots of different things, a community on Facebook, trust your new family is a good example. It could also be like what you were saying, Jay, a friend and this and that. For for me, for us, we are more practiced in the sense that we have committed to telling our stories in the in a more public forum. And that is because we are at, and I'm speaking for you. I don't need to mean to speak for you. For myself, it it feels like when those stories are ready to be shared outside of more intimate, safer spaces they then for me, transmute into service. And so I'm deeply called to be in service in the world like this. But it's also therapy. It is also like another node for me of my healing around those stories around being seen being out in the world being, you know, taking my stories and making them into the value that I believe they can be. And then allowing the world and others to receive them as they will or will not. And just being really and truly detached and free once that happens. So anyway, I love it. Yeah, it's this space has been absolutely vital for myself over the last four and a half years. It's become the consistency and the regularity is really what it's all about for me. Having, yes, the vulnerable safe container. The safe container is crucial, right? Yeah. knowing that I have somebody that I can speak to who's non-judgmental, who'll just accept me for who I am, that will support me when I'm challenged, that will give me space to express myself in my beautiful and less than beautiful or more interesting (laughs) ways, you know, and all the things. And at the same time, that regularity is just where it's all about. So when we were bantering um, about what show topic we wanted to do next, and we've got a big list, I'm like, I want to do therapy because There's so much stuff I have going on that it's like a disservice not to be authentic and talk about that. If I just push another thing 
that's like, oh, this is the interesting topic of the day. If I push yep. that to the front of the room and say, that's my ego talking. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm better to talk about whatever I think is cool or hot topic or something than I am to truly be authentic and talk about me because right now I've had a shit ton of stuff going on and I'm yep. full of things that I would be better served and more authentic to truly just express them and share them and dive into them. And that it's connective. That's real. That's authentic. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And that those are our values of this space. We're here to be in practice of our own humility, of our own truth, our own honesty, that all of that is what we want to model here. So that's why I, I, it's so funny because when the topic of, oh, let's do a therapy session, <laughs> comes up, I always laugh because like truth and honesty and real humanity is funny in the sense that, yeah, man, let's do a therapy session. I need one too. You know, like it just, mm. you just sort of let your shoulders drop. You know what I mean? And you just are like, I don't have to perform. I just have to be. And I know and trust that when I step into that, that being and that honesty with my humanity, I'm, I'm healing myself and I'm sharing healing with others. So mm. fuck yeah, what's going on? Oh my God, what isn't going on? I've just had a ton of stuff lately. So I'll just say right now I'm in my, on my edge of, no, I'm well past my comfort zone. I'm in chaos right now. My desk is covered in hard drives. I've got cardboard boxes stacked up around me. This whole side of my room is stacked with gear bags and luggage and sterilite, you know, rubber bins and and I'm getting ready to go to PIA and I've just gotten back from a trip with friends. I've been working on projects like crazy deliverables. And so I'm today, I'm as soon as this calls over, I'm packing, I'm loading the van and I'm heading up to Reno for the Parachute Industry Association Symposium, where I'll get to see Mel and we get to hug each other, yeah. as well as lots of other family in the industry. I can't wait to see all of you. Super excited. And you'll probably hear this after we've seen each other. So it's so great to see you all. I love you. Yes, and I yeah, it's been echo a, I'm, that. I'm, I'm stacked with cardboard boxes. It's not Oh my, my God, uh, it's insane. Ugh. Yeah, that happens to me too, where I'm like, oh my God. Because basically I go to PIA, get to see you, hug you, squeeze you, squeeze other peeps. Uh, I'm doing a two sessions where I'm speaking individually. We are doing a speaking session where we're doing a fireside chat on Trust the Journey. We're also doing a fireside chat for Highlight, which is my skydiving team. And it's, uh, it's, I get to also present the mentorship award, which I'm so excited about because that is something that is very near and dear to my heart. So there's a lot of preparation And that's not even including the fact that you and I have a totally amazing photo shoot coming up, which we've been preparing for. We're bringing fun stuff to, but all of that takes time, energy, you have to pack. So right after PIA, we go to our highlight training camp. So I have all of my stuff for PIA and then all of my stuff for a four day, super intensive skydiving training camp learning different things like pyro and we're doing all kinds of different content and different offsite demo jumps while we're there. It's it's a huge deal to plan for that also. So it's like, whoa, if I have a stack of papers on my desk, I'm like, I can't handle that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm traveling 
via car to Reno and then <clears throat> I'm stopping in Salt Lake on the way to do a bunch of different things that need getting done, cool. picking up stuff, dropping off stuff. And on the way back through, I'm going to Helsinki to finish or do the next big phase of the artwork on my body, my Yay. tattoo work. So I'm I made a commitment to myself. So here's complete transparency. I wrote it on my goals list. It is next chunk of tattoo work done before my birthday. And that has been something that I have been struggling with because trying to get the um, schedule to line up to go to Helsinki to get this work done with the artist. And he had a baby recently. Uh And so he's been super unavailable. And I had a ticket window and then the tickets were cheap and then they went quadruple the price. And so there's been all this variable about, you know, actually being able to make it happen. And finally, thank you, universe. The universe dropped it in my lap with just setting enough intention and just keep keep going, where am I going to fit this? Where am I going to fit this? We were going to try and meet in Austin. We we're going to try and meet in yeah. Finland. And then I get this notification for these flights that are bargain basement that are like totally unusual. They're a quarter of the price. Amazing. And I message him. I'm like, hey, can you squeeze me in? And he's like, mm, can we do it here? And then I start searching and I found it. I found some miles that I didn't even know I had oh, on a good. credit card I've never used that's going to cover the cost. Oh. So my the financial expense is mitigated. I'm going to stay with him in the studio so I don't have to pay for an Airbnb. Yep. And I'm going to go hang out with Dean Ricci from the Lunatic Fringe, who we just did a podcast with recently. Love and he's him. there in Helsinki too. So we're going to get to spend a couple of days hanging out together. And we Love really it. enjoyed catching up on the podcast together and just talking. So the universe is put it, tying up all these loose ends for me. And I'll be coming back mid-March with a whole my whole abdomen filled in with amazing yeah oh my goodness that's cool man and i give you credit i give you credit for making it happen and energetically committing to it you know what i mean the universe stepping in and delivering the free flight and the free accommodation like that's a big deal Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. that is i think a real message of we support you good job like basically, it's, to me, that's what it feels like. It feels like the universe 100%. going, good job, Jay, for persisting and leaning in here, as you said, you know, and it's, other times maybe the good job would be around releasing attachment to a specific outcome as well or a specific timeline. But in this case, it feels like a good, a good job around that persisting, which sometimes it's unclear which one to do. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been really nervous about this particular area because it's my sides, like my lower Mm. ribs and sides and my stomach and the really tender part of the lats around the back. So these, I don't know if you've had tattoos before, there are certain parts of the body that hurt a lot more than others. And I'm getting into the really, really sensitive areas that are going to be deep spiritual journeys. They are meditations in which there's going to be a lot of physical pain. And it's going to be intense for long periods of time. I'm usually sitting for 20 or 30 hours when I'm there, right? It's big sessions of long duration. So for me, this is a spiritual commitment. It's a decision to become art. It is to embrace my highest calling. And the images that I wear are 
downloads. These are direct things from the source, the the mm-hmm. news from God, from the creator, from the universe, from all the things that tell me like this is the next piece of art and this is the next piece of growth. And they arrive in my consciousness, you know, mm-hmm. and I have to accept them. I have to receive them. I have to allow them. And yeah. that's the same thing with the needle from the tattoo gun. I'm going to have to relax and accept and receive the pain that is going to come with that and the challenges of the you know the travel and all the things that go along with it it's a really big piece of the journey because once it's done I'm not the same after I'm different you know and it's taken me a long time the the back piece I got in 2011 really changed who I am Mm -hmm. who I was to who I am and then same thing with the chess piece. I was terrified. Understandable. Absolutely terrified when Understandable. I went Understandable. It's a massive piece. Yeah. And I mean, David, um, my artist, when he, he, you know, when I was trying to sit down on the table and he could see how scared I was for the chess piece, you know, he put his hand on my shoulder and he put his other hand behind my back and he just like eased me down and just like mm. helped me get down because he knew that, I mean, I flew to go see him to get the piece, but. It's like, you know, when we work with a student, you know, and they're terrified, you know, I was so scared to etch this into me. And now I'm like, I have to be this now. Like, this is a decision to grow into a new part of myself and embrace this. So it's been, uh, it's been a lot, you know, I'm really excited about this. I'm grateful for you sharing that stuff because I feel like you're a wonderful person to help other people who may have you on a pedestal around all your achievements and stuff like that and really let us know what scares you that you feel legitimate fear in these things that you choose into and uh, how you move through that how your friend supports you and how your commitment and clarity and calling supports you you know what I mean? I, the, the writing feels very similar to me now, where it's interesting because where historically I would feel I'm, I'm not at the point where I'm putting it out into the world yet. I'm in a phase where I am putting it onto paper, proverbially, and expressing it out of me. But I am not feeling afraid of that, even though I know the public sharing will come. I feel like the fear or the, yeah, the the anxiety, fear around being so exposed will come closer to actual publication. But right now it's interesting because the commitment is very clear. It is extremely motivating in the sense that I've felt this before. I know that when I feel this level of clarity and calling, I am unable to be stopped. And even though that fear may come and will come, it's I'm it's has no chance against the feeling that I have right now, if that makes sense. Even though that road is probably going to be pretty long, I, I don't even know. It might come right out of me. It really, I just don't know. I'm really in the middle of this process and it feels amazing. It sounds so stupid, but even doing a three-hour block where I am committed to writing there's a part of me that was very resistant to that at first. I needed my accountability partners to help me even just get in the fucking room and mm-hmm. start doing it. Mm-hmm. 
But what it opened the door to, it's showing me that this door has been opened, is that, man, I'm loving it. I am loving being in that space where I'm not allowed to look at texts. I'm not allowed to look at emails. Mm. No one can reach me. I am simply, purely in this process for at least three hours at a time. And it's awesome. It's, it's really good. I'm sure I'll meet with more resistance down the line. But as of right now, the process is feeling very supportive and unstoppable in that energetic way that comes with a commitment and a calling. Have you read The War of Art? I have not yet. No. Okay. I just finished that one yesterday. Um, and the week before, two weeks before, I read The Creative Act. I mean, I'm reading that. And yeah. I just read The Art of the Impossible, which I also highly recommend. Yeah. The, the, these are, those are all great books, right? The, the War of Art was really interesting because, like you said, like once it starts, yeah. There's no stopping it. There's no it stopping is, it. It is coming. It is an express. This is it. This is yep. the creator at work. And I am a firm believer in the idea that we, our highest calling is art. And when yeah. we are creating, we are God's hand. We are literally the universe creating the universe that we want to experience. And it is up to us, every single one of us, as I speak, as we, as the individual and as the collective. Yes. It's our responsibility to lean into the creative act in every way that we feel compelled to in order to express that high version of ourself. And once you open that door and let that floodgate start to flow, then it just it just goes. And it's beautiful and it's powerful and it's so mm-hmm. embodying and feels wonderful. Totally agree. Yep. <laughs> totally agree. So, yeah. So the the war of art, he talks a lot about it was awesome. I just love the universe and the way it plays out because I had been talking, I even mentioned it with you, this concept of resistance, right? Mm-hmm. And resistance and surrender and these big topics. And I hadn't listened to this book in about half a year or a year, been in my audible. And I was about halfway through it when I stopped listening. And I just pushed play because it was the top of my list. And I pushed play when I was outside exercising in nature, which Mm. is exactly when I let go of all the other distractions and I feel open and free and I'm moving my body and my mind clears and I put my phone away and Mm -hmm. I just listen. And the first thing he says, starts talking about is how we're in the state of resistance and we just need to recognize it, that that's the state we tend to operate in and we need to move from it and let it go and surrender. And I was like, what? (laughs) You're just going to go ahead and like speak the words right back to me that I just said, like on the phone call right before I left. (laughs) 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 So (sighs) true. Yeah, those reinforcements are just they just hit the nail on the head for me and make me feel like this is the path. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. It's so it's so interesting. The surrender. I mean, if I think about therapy, Mm. it's like. Just surrender. I know we've talked about this plenty of times, but all of the things that we talk about here are, I mean, in a way, practices is, you know, like uh, even showing up to the space therapy as a concept is, is iterative. You know what I mean? I have said this many times in my mastermind group over the years that I will often ask the same question when it comes to be my turn to share a challenge 
or something that I need support around or something that I want their collective minds to weigh in on, I know that I bring the same things to the table sometimes, often, not always. I'll, I'll, I'll take go weeks in between sometimes, sometimes months in between. But I recognize for myself that that is a part of my process, that the day that I ask the question or I pose a challenge that I have posed before, I may get the same exact feedback or advice, but I may receive it differently. And so I'm open to almost in a way looking stupid for asking the same thing, for still struggling with something, because I know that or I feel that I'm in the process of working with whatever thing. You know what I mean? So an example, this is a perfect example of this. It might sound superficial, but it is in no way superficial relative to my existence, is that I have had significant challenge over multiple years letting people help me and finding people I trust to help me. And I mean this relative to like my business, which again, sounds superficial, but stay with me and I'll, I'll share where this is going, is that I can only do so much as a, as a single person in order to grow and really be in my zone of genius and be in flow and be creating in the ways that you just described about the universe connecting to you, God being God's hand and all the ways that you described that being in real flow. I cannot access that space with any regularity if I am laden down with tasks and things that other people can do for me. And so recently, just recently, because of the mastermind that I'm in now, and just because I've met this challenge multiple times, I've heard this, these, this feedback of letting go and surrendering and and removing the white knuckles. I've said it to clients time and time again, right? I know this cognitively, but I wasn't ready to receive it until recently. And so about three months ago, two months ago, not even, this is like really new. I finally tipped and I finally started really using my assistant well. I started and I found the committed energy around I am only going to do what's in my zone of genius and everything else I'm going to look to delegate. And I'm going to learn how to fucking do that because I never have really never have learned how to do it well. And so I'm in that process now and it's so liberating. It's scary. It's, it's hard. And it's, it's really, 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 really valuable. So that's part of what's going on with me right now. Well. I completely relate. I totally understand where you're at. Mm. I feel pretty, I'm re, first of all, I'm really, really happy to hear you say that because I've seen your struggles with control and how yep. you feel the need to be that independent woman who can do everything herself. And this is a, it's, so there's this important growth piece where it is important to recognize you can do anything yep. yourself. I know I'm you, capable. You, you, you can, but is it truly serving you to do everything yourself absolutely and the answer is always no no it is, chance it is not serving you to do that nope. and <laughs> it, so it's this weird dichotomy where yes you need to learn to climb to the top of the ladder and stand on the top of your own ladder and say i can do anything i set my mind to now i'm going to get off my freaking ladder 
and I'm going to yeah. get some help. Right? Absolutely. And yeah. I think it's part of the process. You know what I mean? Like there's a part of me that could feel bad. Like, oh my God, how did I not realize it this long? It took so long. But no, I don't feel that way at all because I'm so connected to and in recognition of the process of growth. This is what growth is. I'm a human. I'm going to learn on the timeline that I learn on. I know I'm persistent. I know I'm willing to let go and I'm willing to do the scary hard thing. And I know that I won't be ready for certain things until I'm ready. So I'm going to jump topics for a second. Ping pong around a little bit in this session. I I was in the shower the other day and I was crying. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I cry in the shower. I bet we all do. I bet we all do. I bet we all do. There's something about it being wet and there already where it's kind of an okay place to like, it's a safe, small place to crawl into and go cry. But I was crying because I was listening to this song that my friend who's been on the show, Kylie Hardigan, had sent me this song and it's this beautiful song. It is a song about a prayer, a type of practice called Ho'oponono. I can't Ho'oponono. I think I, I can. My dyslexia struggles really hard with this when I've read it at least 20 times. And the the prayer or the practice, this is a practice, is the practice of saying, and you say this to yourself, you think about whatever self, part of yourself is in pain or is struggling. And if you say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. And I love you. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. this song by um, Kylie's friends, her, her, the artist, her name is Sarah Emmett. She has this release on Spotify and the release is on the called Mother Medicine and Ho'opo mm-hmm. Ono is one of the tracks on that. And it's a beautiful, beautiful song and album. And we'll put that in the show notes for everybody to go listen to. And she does this wonderful rendition of the song. And it's a story about heartbreak and about love and about how, you know, you, you just recognize when things change and there's the time for growth. And in the song, I'm like, I'm all weepy. I'm in the shower. I'm all upset. And then there's this really beautiful thing that I just love about life and music. And I love the silence between the notes. I love the pause. Mm. I'm a huge fan of the pause. Pause is just what, it is where the intensity lives. And there's this wonderful pause in the song. And I get like all choky and I'm feeling all alone and I'm just broken. And, and then it says, and you need to learn to love yourself, you know? Mm. And that's what this break is all about. Like you need to take this break and love yourself. And so here's the beautiful irony of it all is that I'm in the shower crying because I just ended a relationship that I've been in for quite some time. And we, put some ceremony around it and took mm-hmm. a weekend to get together and go and be really vulnerable and authentic and talk about our challenges and put some intentional space and time for each other and to celebrate each other and love each other and give each other the respect that's deserved to say, here's where you've been amazing. And here's where you've been really hard to be with. And here's where I've been really hard. And here's where I'm, I'm sorry. And please forgive me. And thank you. And I love you. Beautiful. And, and that whole piece, that was like the theme from the weekend. And then this song arrived. And then I was, I was crying because when I ended my relationship with my first wife, Tucci Fernanda, 
it was in the shower. I was mm. in the shower crying when she asked me, are we getting a divorce? Mm. And I remember being so torn apart and this just like a shower curtain between us. But that was that was it. That was the defining moment. And in that moment, there was this lesson of I knew I knew that it was the time for us to end that because I needed to learn to love myself because I wasn't going to be able to continue moving forward in that relationship without the space to be able to get my footing on my own and figure out who I am. And learn to really be the the version of me that can engage in a relationship fully. And so it hurt super bad to decouple that and to take it apart. And it was hard for both of us. And then here I am. Yeah, here I am finding myself in the shower again, crying. And then the little song, Universe, Thank You, You're Amazing, comes along and is just a reminder, like, the reason why is so that you can learn to love yourself, you know? And It's really phenomenal. Thank you for sharing that. Because I can't imagine the majority of people listening don't completely resonate with that pain in their own way. I've Mm. definitely cried in the shower many times. (laughs) Sometimes it's because I'm like, no one can probably hear me. So I'm a little bit safer and gently held. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, the water is our mother, yeah. right? The water is mm-hmm. the, our, our planet Earth is water. We are water. We're held when we're in the water. Yeah. God, it's so that's such such good work, my friend, is that recognition. I mean, God, what a brave thing to step into the space with another that where the emotional pain still exists and be embodying and be respect and love even in the face of those feelings that is extremely difficult and I acknowledge you for that and leading by example by sharing it with us it's a big deal thanks it was really difficult to show up to work meetings you know you're like okay just hang that hat up put up this hat I feel like your boss like just feel like so inauthentic to say oh, here I am to do my job but really I'm just feeling like full of emotion right now and, yeah. and this week this entire week has been a roller coaster of emotions and you know I hit these spots a number of times this week where I'm doing great actually and then all of a sudden I'm like Whoa, and I find yeah. this really kind of like old weak part of myself that used coping mechanisms that didn't have skills and I have been employing skills to help fill those gaps and rec in meditation and self-awareness have really been powerful because they've allowed me to say, Hey, here's where you're starting to feel a bunch of emotions and those emotions feel scary or they feel mm-hmm. unsettling. And because of that, you want to numb them or you want to shut them down or you want to, you know, blanket over them by put- doing something else. And I'm not only recognizing that they're occurring but i'm recognizing where how i would typically respond and then also recognizing it's all going to pass and i'm able to even if it's not easy even if it's hard and there's a few hours like last night there was a few hours that were really rough yeah where i got kind of all up in my body i was just a scatterbrain of energy and I kind of like ping-ponged around the room a bunch and i didn't know what to do and eventually i was just in like kind of shut down mode for a little bit but then it all settled 
you know, and after a few hours went by, I was back to a calm place and I'm like, okay, things have returned to balance again. The seas have calmed, you know, the emotional seas have calmed. Yeah, I love that you brought up music and silence. Um, I keep using these three-hour blocks, this writing as this this is very, very present and resonant for me at the moment and very applicable to what you're sharing. Um, When I'm in these three-hour blocks, I am listening to playlists on Spotify that are ayahuasca ceremony playlists. Because I'm writing about my healing. Not all of it is is ceremonial, but most of it is. I'm going to get, I mean, it's, again, it's a growing collection of stories, but I, the intent and the original structure is all of the ceremonies that I've done, which unpacks a lot of my life and healing. So anyway, why I bring that up is when I'm writing and listening to the music, it and expressing the stories and connecting in flow with the expression of that experience uh, from me and my body onto the page, I feel things again. You know what I mean? It's not like Uh I get overcome with emotion. I haven't yet, but multiple times I've felt emotion welling in me, like, like I'm really connecting to that sadness again or or I'm connecting to simply the depth of where I am in this reflective state and in connection with this music. Why I bring up silence is because the last time I connected with psilocybin was recently, and it was a lower dose ceremony, uh, but it was with two of my very best friends holding space for each other. and. One of the things that the medicine told me in that particular ceremony was your answers, quote unquote, your answers are in the silence. And one of the things I've noticed is, and that directive took me to a place in the ceremony that, you know, it'll be in the book. It's not something I need to tell right now. But what's interesting about that is that's something that I feel like I've known And I've had access to that idea as a therapeutic skill and support tool in my toolbox, but I haven't used it a lot recently. And I'm starting to use it again, meaning I typically, and for a long, long time, have relentlessly listened to podcasts, audible books. I've done my own creative work. I've watched documentary. Like I am relentless for continuing education and things that will help my clients, things that will motivate me, things that will keep my own brain out of a negative spiral. Like it is a very effective tool to deliberately put and feed our minds good things. Now that I'm in a different place with my healing, and listen, this is, I, I'm, I say this with great humility, knowing that I could crash and burn tomorrow emotionally, <laughs> you know, and still be like, peeling the onion back. So I say this with real and true great humility. What I'm feeling and what I'm doing now is I'm feeling this intuitive call to a lot more silence so that my stories, so that my 
connections to this creative force, this what needs to come out of me has space to come out of me. And so it's very deliberate for me to be stepping into the, those si- that silence. Instead of walking down the sidewalk with my headphones and listening to something, I'm walking down the sidewalk with my headphones and listening to nothing. Yeah, it's part of the reason why I've moved to the rural areas to be away from just ambient human created noise. I just want to hear nature and just hear my own thoughts. And like exactly like you said, there are these elements that just burst forth from our deepest regions of our being that from our soul that part of our mind and they just appear if we have created enough space for them to 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 exist we need to be quiet for them to be heard yes undeniably yes in my experience yeah fantastic (laughs) what else my friend Hmm. That um, the Ho'oponono, the Hawaiian prayer. I love that. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, there's um, there's a doctor. I'm gonna look at her name here right now. She, it's this really amazing thing. I'll put the I'll, again. I'll put the link to this in the, the notes. Yeah, and it is a doctor, uh, Hailea Kalal. Kala, yeah, Doctor Hailea Kala. Cool. Hugh Len. And she was a therapist who did use this practice um, in, in an insane asylum, okay? Mm-hmm. And went there as like the chief therapist. So speaking mm-hmm. of therapy, right? She went there yeah. as the primary therapist and then didn't call anybody into her office, right? And just did this practice, like read a patient's file and learned to understand. Sorry, this was a him. Dr. Len is a him, not a her. Mm-hmm would read a patient's file and get to understand all the challenging things about that patient and then think about all the same things in themselves, in, in himself, in how he could relate and say that that everybody has the same challenges and then Mm -hmm. did the practice of the Ho'onoponono on himself and one by one healed all the people in the asylum. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So this is something that's been deep on my thoughts, even this morning as I was meditating and how I've been uh, kind of last night when I get into my quiet part of my evening and this morning, I'm really, really digging into this idea. There is no they, Hmm. right? There's no other. There is only we, us, one collective. And so I can't hurt somebody else i can only hurt myself mm-hmm. right if i wish pain upon somebody else i wish pain upon myself yep. if i wish healing upon somebody else i wish healing upon myself yeah so this idea of recognizing okay so it'd be very easy in this life experience as it appears through like the lens of the media to observe everything as external to ourselves and to say what's going on in the world and not say what's going on in me, Mm -hmm. right? It's what's going on out there. Mm -hmm. And what I'm really coming to understand is there's no out there. The more that I dive into this journey into consciousness, the practice of meditation is that it's all in here. It's all my perception. And 
thinking back through the different times in my life where I've been able to manifest an existence, a journey, an experience, a relationship, a job, you know, whatever it might be, some, some, something magical, something wonderful, something I dreamed of, right? When dreams have come true, that's been a result of my own loving myself, my own (sighs) feeling of just giving out rather than like taking for myself. The more that I give out, the more comes back, right? So it'd be easy in this world to look at all the things that are out there and be like, oh, you know, this country, that country, these corporations, whatever. And then really it's just like, if we just pull back and we just look at anywhere and I'll, I'll relate this to my own, this is something I'm becoming into a deep understanding of. For most of my life, I've been physically hurting myself mm. through sport. Mm-hmm. Okay. Injuring my body, putting my body at great risk and been willing to take hard hits. And as a result, I'm beating on myself. Yep. For what? Right. For what? Because of some, there's some perceived idea that in order for me to feel, it has to hurt. Right. Mm. That's the only way I'm going to feel something because Mm -hmm. there's some early impression in life early on that pain is, you know, that hurt is the sensation of, uh, you know, because I don't know what the other ones are. So, so sometimes it's hard to, to, to know what else to feel if that's the only thing to feel. The only thing, only thing I'm familiar with, I keep going back to that. So, I guess I'm just kind of milling around this idea of removing the concept of they or outside or another, except for in the sense that if I can heal another, I'm healing myself. Yeah. This, this is the big realization. Like this last weekend where put a lot of emotional energy out and I'm like, is this for me? Well, in part of it, it is for me. Right. But am I just there to say, here's, here's me. And this is about me. Right. Like, <laughs> right. listen to what I have to say. And this is going to make <laughs> me feel better. And I don't care how you feel. It's not how it works. I got to be like <laughs> really willing to help the other person express what they need to express, be willing to see, receive the hard things about myself. Yeah. Where I need to grow, where I need guidance, you know where I can heal. So the loving mirror, the loving mirror is not for the faint of heart, not for the faint of heart. And that is what a lot of these healing spaces do. They help us be able to feel safe enough to actually receive the loving mirror. Not easy. A bunch Not of my easy. friends were in ceremony this weekend. I'm oh, yeah. really excited to get a chance to talk to Ugh. them because I know they're they're just coming out. And I got a couple of messages that were just like, you know, blown away. Yeah. Just abs- absolutely said, wow, like landmark life experiences kind of thing. So no doubt. I'm really excited to get some time to talk. Bizarre. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. I, I'm telling you, I mean, like, I'm definitely loving and feeling really good about this process. I, uh, I feel like I, I want to share 
on from the perspective of what to put into our minds, what are the channels that, you know, serve me and I don't necessarily go to all of these channels regularly, but I have in the past and they've helped me really learn about things from a therapeutic lens because I am not a therapist. I simply am someone who is deeply called and moved and wants to learn more and in depth about the human experience and also my own as a path, as you guys well know, if you've been listening for any length of time. So a few of the therapists that I follow that I like, um, one is a Lori Gottlieb. She wrote a book called We Have to Talk. And it's really good. It's basically a therapist in therapy. (laughs) But it's her personal story. It's a real story. It's not fiction. It's really funny, but also very human. And speaks to love relationships and how that is for most of us, just to say this and acknowledge this for you, Jay, and myself, that's for most of us a real arena. It's one of the last big arenas for people is love relationships because it's deep. It's deep. It's connected to our family of origin and often before our family of origin, our ancestors and and generational trauma and all of those things. So like the the onion we we start peeling it and we're like oh 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 <laughs> you know like this hierarchical realization of how deep it actually goes how deep the rabbit hole can go and i was just saying literally to a friend last night on the train we were talking about stuff on the way home and uh i was acknowledging that about the depth of that and how the the humility around the peeling of the of the onion. Um, so I just want to acknowledge that and specifically around love relationships, because every iteration I've had in a love relationship setting, I it's clear to me how I am healing and growing. Like every relationship I've had has been better than the last. You know what I mean? In Absolutely. the sense that it has served me and served my healing. Um, And so that's a good thing. So Lori Gottlieb, check her out. Um, Dr. Margaret Rutherford, she has a podcast called Self Work. That is a really good show if you want to learn more about the therapeutic context and words that they use, things like enmeshment and narcissism and like all kinds of things. You get a real understanding cognitively around the knowledge base of therapy. So check her out. It's just really, really rich and real stories where people call in with genuine struggles and she helps them through that therapeutic lens. And the last account that I want to share is one that I, I follow regularly and I absolutely love it. It's a guy named Todd Baratz. He is a queer uh, therapist, sex therapist. And he has an amazing Instagram account called Your Diagnonsense. So I highly recommend you follow him as well. There's a lot of bite-sized information on his on his feed that's really, really good and supports you when you're talking about what is self-love? What is self-love in conjunction with setting boundaries? What are my standards? What does that mean? You know, what does communication in a healthy context look like? So like all of those kinds of subjects are covered on, on those accounts. So I would highly recommend you add those to your feed. Very cool. 
I have been really stoked about what the algorithm, and I just say the algorithm as a greater <laughs> concept, because I truly believe that that is already what is happening, like the way that the universe presents us with the next things in our journey is basically the algorithm. Yeah. And whether that, that comes through this conversation or the next phone call that rings or the next thing that appears on my YouTube or whatever, wherever that comes from, the universe is constantly affirming, directing and guiding our experience through the algorithm. Yeah. And this is each to individual one of us. And I was, I had an interesting thing happen. I, it's just the whole, the way that the, the, the pendulum swings and you just tick tock back and forth, right? Like on one side of the metronome, I wake up in the morning, I'm uh, straight to my meditation practice. I sit in the sun. I sit silently for 20 minutes and I just ease into the experience of being conscious and being in a body and i try to move away from attaching to the experiences i've had that i used to determine myself by i create my identity by the experiences i've had and so i just let myself just sit there and be conscious to the world around me right and just feel the sun radiating on me and just feel the body that i'm in and just observe it all and this day went great. I just had this wonderful practice and I shared this really nice share. So the share therapy, the piece we're talking about writing and how important it is. I've been posting a lot of these 90 second reels lately as a way to express deeper thoughts and awarenesses and presence, presence to things that are occurring. And the one that came out was a really positive reinforcement to like wow okay i woke up and immediately i kind of had that like flash of emotional energy that was like whoa you could start the day like really rough yep and i went no and i reined it in and i used that meditation practice to return myself back to center again and i felt nice. great afterwards now tick tock metronome okay tick tock tick tock on the next day i woke up and that was not going to work <laughs> that was not gonna work you're like oh I dang yeah i gotta i woke up in the morning and i was like fucking the incredible hulk just like oh god this body hurts incredible so bad hulk. and i'm just like david banner is gone okay <laughs> it's full-on incredible hulk time and i <laughs> fucking leaned into another skill set instead of so it's the breadth of skills okay and so yep. i was hurting like physical body was hurting mind was scattered i was so angry and frustrated with circumstances that i'm dealing with in different areas and i rolled over and i pulled my gym shorts on and i put my freaking gym like didn't even put my slippers on i grabbed my gym shorts i put them on i put my workout shirt i put my socks my hat and I went straight to the gym and I got nice. on the treadmill Good and it was a you. shitty weather day, shitty weather day. Right. So I'm like, I don't really feel like going out there in the blustering kind of sleety snow. I go to the gym, I put my headphones in and I push play on that book on that audio book. And I ran five miles on the treadmill 
and I got off that treadmill and I felt like a million bucks. Yeah. Right. I felt like a million bucks. I'm like, my legs feel great. I could have run for another half an hour. No problem. And that whole where I was when I woke in that morning was gone. And I was a completely different person. And all it took was having a skill set to lean into to say, just go to the gym. Absolutely. It's huge. Honestly, doing therapy of all kinds is how we access trust in the skills. It's one thing if people hear us say it. It's another thing if people hear us say it and they hear Lori say it and they hear Dr. Margaret say it and they hear Todd say it and they hear someone else say it and they read this book and they say it. Like that's another reason to really populate your mind with information that will help you avoid those negative spirals. And that, and certainly doing things that will literally alter your chemical state in your body, like exercising and getting delicious endorphins and knowing what that actually does. It's really hard. The hard thing is going, this skill isn't going to work today, but I have this skill, this skill, and this skill. Which one can I try? Oh, you know what? I can try the gym. I can try. I mean, what I hear you say when you got up, you put your gym shorts on and you got right out the door. That makes me think of Mel Robbins and the five second rule, how she was in a very depressed mm-hmm. state, really struggled to get out of bed every morning. Like, And she's one of the best speakers in the world. She was already very accomplished in her career at this stage. So it's like her external achievements were not altering her internal state. This is a lot of what I do as a coach is that I work with these like very type A, high achieving people who have a very elevated skill set in certain lanes, but have missing skills, you know? And so this is a really important, I think, part of the self-empowerment around therapy. So it's not just saying, do a therapy sesh, go and talk to your therapist that's covered by your insurance. Yeah, do that. But also learn these skills so that you can be your own therapist as well. It's it's a huge, huge part of it. So I completely agree with you 100%. I came back from that gym session and I got was able to get back to work, right? I was able to like re-engage the things I need to be doing. Whereas the day before, I spun my wheels with no traction because I was so emotionally frustrated and I wasn't really able to achieve anything to accomplish anything and my deadlines are encroaching and it's because I'm stuck in this emotional hamster wheel and literally getting on the treadmill fixed that and I did exactly what you said there was a few years ago where I got out of bed every day and went walking and running for like four or five months to help get off that um, depression chain and I got back from the gym and I kept working and I put on some inspirational stuff and I started getting to it and I was listening to Paul Check. I don't know if you ever listened to him, but if you're into whole body, whole wellness, physical fitness, health, nutrition, whole wellness, Paul Check, C-H-E-K, and the Check Institute. Those are two different accounts. He's a um, premier educator in the world of health and fitness. Cool. And he was saying, you know, when uh, when Arnold is challenged he goes to his place of flow he goes to his he goes to the gym if things are hard he goes to the where he knows he can get some traction because that's where he knows how to do something and so yep. having some skill sets that are developed instead of coping mechanisms to go and say okay well i'm going to go for to the gym or i'm going to lean into creative work or i'm going to meditate or i'm going to call my therapist or i'm going to whatever it might be 
whatever that system is, is what it's all about. It was just wonderful to be like, hey, I just did exactly what I knew to do. And then here's the universe again, double tapping with the reinforcement to say you did the right thing. Double tap. Exactly. And just for just transparency's sake, I mean, I had a day like that last week. So like, even though I'm in this real high today, and I'm in this really great flow with this new practice and whatever, I definitely I had a really kind of challenging day last week as well, where I was just again, sort of spinning my wheels similar to the thing that you described. And what worked for me was to really engage my support team in the sense that I talked to my accountability partners. And I said, I'm never going to fucking do this. I'm not going to do it. Unless I employ accountability around this is around the writing specifically, but getting out of my way, asking for help, and trying something, it might not have worked. But what I did know is like that day sucked. I got very little done, even though I had a ton on my plate, hashtag overwhelm. You know what I mean? Packing for the two two back-to-back trips, preparing for my speaker session, doing 18 million other things, the usual overwhelm. I'm like, this is not new. This is my pattern. Overwhelm, doing too many things. Like, so just constantly being in that self-recognition, you know, holding the loving mirror up to myself and being like, all right, come on, girl. And then yeah. asking for help where I needed it. And, and I'm telling you, there's no chance I would have done that first three-hour block with if I hadn't told my accountability partners. No chance. So yeah, yeah look for those ways to support yourself too. And I, I mean, I could go on and on about this. This is, this is the real work in my view. And I always feel better after these sessions. So I love you. And I thank you for our conversation today too, Jay. Thank you. Yeah, I have an accountability partner too for my current fitness and workout and diet and fasting, everything that I'm doing. It's got 100% accountability and that's really powerful system. Yeah. And I thank you too. Thank you. Yeah. And do you think we, I think we should wrap it up here. Yeah, let's wrap. Yeah. But what I was going to say is to wrap is again, I know we, we've been sort of asking about financial support, but really if you want accountability if you want support the trust the journey family is a really amazing place for that like you can use that community for that end we encourage it we invite you there and you donate on patreon in any amount and it really will serve us and it will hopefully serve you and and be able to support you in the ways that you might need um but yeah so please please if you're called if you feel inspired to to donate on patreon and we will welcome you and of course if you are not feeling the financial contribution no problem you can like and share and just continue to listen whatever you're called to do that helps us share the show and helps support the show we really and truly truly appreciate it yeah if financial support is outside of your realm right now the most powerful way that you could support the show is by subscribing on youtube if you subscribe on youtube specifically that helps us get to a point of being able to monetize the show through that channel so that's going to help us to be able to continue our production you can also follow on spotify and instagram those are great ways as well and if you are on apple you can leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts. Most importantly, if you want to help us grow our audience, which is really what we need to do here, to get the word out, share the show with somebody else. Really appreciate that. And remember, no matter what, thank you 
love you. I really appreciate you. Keep laughing, keep loving, and keep trusting the journey. Amen. Love you, fam.